brought to you by Soul Fire Productions. Hello and welcome to Mother the Mother. I am McLean McGowan. This podcast is an offering for all women to gather energetically, sister to sister, mother to mother, to co-create a sacred space for healing, educating, and sharing as we journey through motherhood and womanhood. It is such an incredibly powerful moment in time to be a woman, and I thank you for showing up on behalf of yourself and for all of the women in your lives, past, present, and future, to honor our matriarchal lines, all who came before, and all who will come after. J-Ma. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope that wherever you are, you are finding moments in your day to pause and come back to your true self. Come back to your highest illumination of light and lightness. Connecting to that which is bigger or broader than you, light, universe, God, nature, the stars, the sky, the earth beneath your feet. And if you're able, please close your eyes, taking a moment to do a couple of rounds of deep breathing, inhaling through the nose. Suspending the breath for five counts at the top if you're able, and then exhaling out through the mouth. If that feels too much for the mouth, you can also exhale out through the nose. Coming back into your body. Noticing how you're feeling today. Have you asked yourself that? Has anyone asked you that today? Feeling the outer borders of your own physical body, bringing attention to your breath, your diaphragm, the muscles of your belly. Let the belly totally relax and ebb and flow with the breath. As women especially, we tend to hold our belly in a lot. It's a habit. It's a training. It's a programming. So taking those minutes during the day, too, where you totally let all of the muscles in the pelvic floor and the belly release and let go. Bring attention to the organs, allowing the breath to also massage all of the organs, your stomach and your spleen and your pancreas and your liver and your intestines. And then just calling up whatever you might be feeling today without judgment. If it's anger, frustration, anxiety, fear, depression, excitement, butterflies in your belly, happiness, joy, love, allowing it all to be exactly where it is, noticing it seeing it, and then letting it be. And then bring the focus back to your breath. If you're finding you're having a hard time focusing, you can literally bring your middle finger up to your third eye point, 
upon your forehead and then gently rub your third eye. Helps to bring a focus and it also helps me at least relax the muscles of my face and have a nice, real central point to connect to. If I'm having a hard time getting out of my head. And if you're able, keep on breathing deeply. You'll keep on breathing. So I am very excited to share this episode. This was recorded before the pandemic started uh, with my friend Marissa Peck Johnson, who's also been on here before, episode 42. And this time we talked about bodies and our own bodies. And she shared just some beautiful knowledge that I'm really excited to share with all of you. And I was just sitting with body before I got on here. And wow, you know, we, we I think we've all had, or a lot of us have had kind of a deeper um, relationship with body or being out of body during this pandemic. A lot of our routines and exercise and having our kids at school or, you know, work, everything's just changed so much. So I know for myself and a lot of my friends, we've had very little to no time to exercise. And, you know, you also can find times to fit into exercise, but a lot of times I chose not to, and I chose to sleep and I chose to sit on my couch and I chose to do a lot of other things, but I wouldn't say I've been lazy. I I would say I've been extremely busy with two kids full time for three and a half months. Um, But it has been beautiful now that I'm away. I'm at my mom's house. I've had time to go on my walks, which for me are medicine. To me, walking feels like the best exercise for my body. I love it, especially after having children. Harsh exercise, a lot of aerobic running, even Ashtanga yoga. All of those things felt way too much for my nervous system. And a lot of you also know that if you've done a lot of hard exercise to shift your weight, or uh, you know, lose your baby weight or whatever. Um, it can sometimes backfire because the, then you're also just already so depleted. You're already so exhausted, and then your adrenals and cortisol just goes haywire, affecting your hormones, which then also leads to weight gain. So, and that can be a very frustrating cycle, which I see a lot of my clients and women I know going through. So, for me, walking has always just been a thread through my life. Ever since I was a teenager, my mom is a walker. My grandmom was a walker. And it really works for me. So I've been grateful to be able to do more of that while I've been away and just noticing how immediately my mental health improves. Everything improves. I feel strong in my body again. I feel like I can tackle things. I just feel so strong when I get those walks in. So um, having said that, I wish I had done more during the lockdown because on the days when I did, it felt so healing. But anyway, um, that's one thing I've really been noticing with my body. I also have just quit caffeine. It's coming up on a month because I'm not working and I'm at my mom's house and I can sleep in and I don't have to rush anywhere. And it's very different than, you know, homeschooling too. And then also juggling, trying to work and like keeping the house up and cleaning, cooking every single meal for over three months with no takeout or anything. So that's been healing for me, for my liver. I'm trying to figure out some skin stuff right now. So it's just nice to have time to actually be with my body and look deeper at my body and connect to it in a new way. And 
I am having some skin things, which leads me to believe I need to do more liver cleansing, which I'm doing. I'm trying to figure out, which can be frustrating as well. But anyway, just sitting here with my body thoughts and, um, you know, some people probably feel a lot more flabby or you haven't been working out as usual. You haven't obviously been going to your gym or your classes. Maybe you've been overeating, emotionally eating. I think we've all had days of that. Um, and just forgiving yourself, you know, let's just forgive ourselves. Nothing is finite as we know. Nothing is um, constant, especially when it comes to our bodies. You know, we have the same body our whole life. And I think in our society, it's divvied up into these little classifications, you know, young adult, teen, tween, teenager, menstruating, 20s, and you're supposed to have like the hot 20s body. And then you get into your 30s and you start having babies. And then that's a whole other thing to go through of seeing literally on a daily basis, your body change. And then women, sometimes you don't shift that weight after you have babies, or sometimes you shift it really quickly um, because of unhealthy things going on in your body or your behaviors. And, um, you know, there's no right or wrong and it's a journey. And then you have another kid and then it brings up other things and, you know, constant triggers and constant lessons for us to work through and with. And I also know that during the pandemic, some people I know certainly have been thrust back into eating disorders, um, really restricting their diet, being overly controlling, um, becoming orthorexic, you know, obsessed with health food and finding the perfect diet, which, you know, I could probably fall into that category to some. Um, I don't personally feel that way. I feel like I'm very free in my food and how I eat now, but I've definitely struggled with it in the past. So, you know, body has just been showing up for every person in new ways through this time. But I just offer you connect with yourself, come back to yourself, practice the self-care, which includes eating well and enough. And that's also in service to your whole family, you know, because our food and our nutrition not only keeps our bodies healthy, but also our mental health. And then our mental health obviously affects the rest of the family as well. So um, this could be, you know, a massive series on the body. It will not be the only one of this podcast, but this is a start. And I hope that what we share here is helpful to you on your journey, or at least interesting to hear another woman's journey in rediscovering or seeing for the first time her body in its full beauty. And I'm sending love out to all of you per usual. We are in this together. We're still deep in this awakening time. Each day feels like we're getting new information flooding at us. And please honor yourself. Please honor where you are on this path. Your path does not look like another's. So just know that you are your own sovereign being. You know you best. And may we walk together listening with open hearts and open ears, respecting each other and doing the internal work to let go of old programming, old patterns, privilege, behavior that maybe we never looked at before. And may we really now step out of our comfort zones to become the highest, highest representation of our true selves. Jema. Hey, Marissa. Hey. 
How are you? I'm well. I'm glad to be here. I'm so glad you're here. 2.0. 2.0. Let's do it. Back. I'm Mm -hmm. excited. (laughs) Marissa, you made me laugh so much. It's a funny day. As I was just saying, I'm so punchy already. It's a weird day. It is a weird day. So when this airs, I believe it's going to be May 6th. We'll see. Um, Be flexible, people. But (laughs) so far, that's what the calendar says. So we are March 9th today as we sit here in my kitchen. And it is a weird moment to be alive. And Mercury went direct today. It is a Monday, moon day, which is usually like my down day mm-hmm. after the weekends with kids. I just, I really have worked on taking all expectations off of Monday. Yeah, right. Just bring it way down. <laughs> yeah. Me too. Me too. Big time. Way down. Way um, down. That's taken me years to realize about myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a new practice. So it's actually perfect that you're the person coming over today because I literally like wanted to cancel this morning just because I feel so cracked out because I was up with the baby last night. She didn't nap yesterday. The fucking time change, we've which is bullshit. S- we've sprung forward oh today. Hardest Monday of the year. I know. Stay strong. Mamas. I posted a little meme on that today because um, I saw it with the little llama. The little llama passing out. It's Jennifer Garner. A friend, just like the best. It's so real. A friend it's a really it's a hard Monday. It's like. The world's hardest Monday for moms. It's the world's hardest Monday for moms, for sure. Um, But anyway, I'm glad to be here sitting with you. There's so much to discuss. And just to acknowledge that we are in a weird time, you know, and I think that I know within myself when I try to control the world, doesn't work out very well. And then I just get really frustrated. So I think even just having you come in and be like, yeah, the world's fucking weird. You know, it's weird right now. It's... It's just a relief to hear that because that's how I feel, but to kind of mirror back to each other that we're on, it's like new territory. You know, I I didn't feel any of this when I was growing up. Mm. I don't think my mom felt most of this. Like the panic, the anxiety of our world. The panic, the anxiety. Yeah. Like that our world is kind of literally being dead now. I mean, things have been happening for many decades, but it was very hidden. And now we're really seeing the depths of kind of everything, you know, all our institutions, the medical system, the school system, the banking system. I mean, all of these things that we kind of have always just um, viewed as set in stone, it's all kind of crumbling, which on one hand is really good. On the other hand, it's really uncomfortable. Yeah. Right. Destabilizing. Totally. I mean, any unknown for me always feels scarier than unknown, even if the known is hard Mm -hmm. or in, in this case, I was going to say imperfect, which feels like a flattering way to describe some of the things the you stuff. listed off. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's just, just the unknown and our, the comforts certainly that I grew up in, the mm-hmm. things I didn't ever think twice about, stuff I took for granted and just realizing how precarious all that is. Yeah. That milk doesn't necessarily need to be on the shelves. Money doesn't have to come out of the ATM. The water doesn't yeah. like could be undrinkable, you know, any of these totally. sort of things. And, um, we were talking about this before. One of the weird things going on in our world right now is this is we are broadcasting live from the height of the corona panic yeah. ramp up, which yeah. by May 6th will look different, yeah. whatever, we're whatever direction. we that it is over uh, and we've come back to some stillness. Some but stillness, exactly. We don't know. We don't know. And that's, yeah. that's what's so odd. And it feels like this, something else, it's just that sense that like, we're not stable mm-hmm. is a lot. We're also just come through the election cycle here in California. You yeah. and I don't talk politics yep. much. I don't know. I'm I'm with for you, burning. 
but just like all that exactly coming mm-hmm. through that sweeping through. So there's just like yeah. a lot, there's a lot of uncertainty right yeah, now. There's we don't a lot know of who churning. our nominee is going to be. We got a disease yeah. on the rise, potentially, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> certainly panic ensuing. And depending on what you're reading, like we were talking about earlier, um, there are things that panic makes sense, right? I mean, like it's very, I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole, but yeah. it's, Depending, I'm getting a lot of information from a lot of different people and then trying to grid my own peace and safety together. And it's mm-hmm. very confusing. Totally. Because it's very impassioned people kind of on both, like it's completely overreacting. And then you see like all this information being buried on the other hand. Yeah. You know? So, totally. and again, it's like even if this isn't the threat, just the right. reality that something could happen. So, yeah. I feel like there's, I don't know, maybe a spirit of preparedness mm-hmm. that we can bring in. Like, yeah. Right now, like it's so hot to be washing your hands. Everyone's washing our hands. It's like, you know what? Actually, it's a good thing to be doing anyway. Oh, so no. I'm sort of trying to take yeah. some of this stuff and be like, all right, yeah. we do live in this way. I should be prepared. If yeah. the city were to shut down for a few days, I should, my family yeah. and I should be able to prepare to be comfortable in our home. That's yeah. a reasonable thing to be ready to do. Totally. For any number. We live on a fault. I mean, there's just, we could go down. We don't yeah. we could go down the things. So it's a, it's a weird time. It's a weird time. Monday, here we are. Monday. Massive crash in the market today. Mm. My husband works in the financial market. So he's like having a whole like weird crisis of a day, which to me, that doesn't even touch me. I'm not even totally. like, but it's like full blown meltdown for him wow. in his office right now. He was like up early this morning getting wow. calls. Yeah. It's a lot. Just a lot of different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of different angles, a lot of different structures mm-hmm. up for question. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's an interesting space to question things that, You've never even thought to question, especially with children, because it's like, really, wh- where are we going? What are we doing? Like, why are we doing the things we're doing? Right. Which sounds so simple, but it's real deep, our conditioning and our programming. Yeah. So the intention for this, when we had talked, I guess December wasn't when we did our last interview, was to have a body talk, which yeah. is such a massive topic. I feel like that could be a series. Talk about the body. Um, Talk about the body. Talk and about my body. What you know, that talk means. about my body. <laughs> Which is so fun because we had this plan since December to have this conversation. Mm-hmm. And again, in the midst of just what a weird day it is and weird moment it is, it was funny to feel like, okay, well, we're going to have this planned conversation. I know. And my ever changing relationship and experience with my body is like, you know, mm-hmm. so like also I feel like I have a different story even now from December. Totally. I so mean, every it's day. It's such a fun, this is a fun, uh, a yeah. fun thing. And I'm really. And we're just Bring being honest. The truth. This is a, you know? this is an honest. We, we're we're tired. We're shook. We're, this is going to be all honest. This all is the like time real here. mom podcast yeah. day. <laughs> I look like shit. I'm like is, waiting to bleed any second. This it's is just, not staged. This is not, not planned. We've never talked about this before in this way that we're going to either. But like, yeah. yeah, some of the stuff we've talked about before. Yeah. yeah. But to me, I mean, that's why I didn't want to cancel is because that is what is real. This is my life. Yeah. To the, all the moms listening. I mean, we're not all well slept getting our perfect self-care, our exercise, our, you know, beautifully prepared food every day. Like this is real mom life. Mm-hmm. I was up for two hours with Goldie during the night. She did nap yesterday when I really needed to nap with her for myself. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's just real life. Yeah. It's real life. And, and to, so to be here, to just even sit here on a day when I don't feel comfortable in my body, when I feel, um, just super emo and moony and like, I just want to crawl in a cave is actually so good. That's like a great opportunity, right? To be yeah, honest. Right. Exactly. Go in. Show up. Because mm-hmm. it's like in that cave, like what do we have? Totally. You know, it's like, yeah. it's us. It's the body. It's me. 
So I will try to keep this somewhat um, linear in talking. Um, when we had first chatted in December, you were saying that for this new year, this new decade, mm-hmm. 2020, mm-hmm. you really were working on your body positivity. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. I, I remember, it's so funny now because I'm right. Maybe I've been doing that a couple work. Months I like, ago. couldn't even remember our conversation. I love that I stated that intention. Yeah. I've been doing great work on it. How exciting awesome. that I said that. Yeah, dude. Check in already. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us what that looks like for you. So for me, um, I've been really into, you know, people who are familiar with the gram or the fashion magazines. We've been mm-hmm. hearing this body positivity mm-hmm. movement, which has mostly looked like women who are larger sized, have more fat on their bodies, um, just like being sort of included in like the fashion yeah. glam space. Um, that's my body type for all those of you who don't have the extreme pleasure of getting to see my body right now. I'm so sorry, but <laughs> <laughs> you're gorgeous. Yeah. Um, I, I also have a bigger size body. I always have. My body has been different sizes, of course, over m- the course right. of my life, but always on that larger and to continue my group tall, you know, mm-hmm. and sort of develop breasts and hips like very young, started from there. And then it's just always been up from that. So how tall are you? I'm like five nine, five yeah. ten. I'm not that tall. You feel tall. I yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I'm 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 tall, but I'm not like you have a queenly presence. I don't think of myself as freakishly tall right. now, like I did when I was right. in middle school. Right. Um. When I, you know, I did go to this height at a really early age, and I and I was just objectively speaking much taller than all my right. other girlfriends oh. and most of the guys. Same here, by the way. Yeah. And I'm five six and a half. Right. Exactly. But I was like tallest of all, even the boys, to like seventh grade, and right. then I just stopped. Right. And by the way, of course, I know this now, but it didn't even occur to me all through junior high and high school that like I could, I don't know, like be with someone romantically, like across a height difference or something right. like that. Totally. It's such a, yeah. so it really felt limiting to me at the time. Yeah. And um, so seeing these bigger women be included has been really fun for me. I've learned a lot about how to dress and what brands I can buy and where to shop and just like, you know, seeing people in bathing suits, all this stuff, it, it's had the effect on me that it's had on so many people in our culture. You know, seeing Ashley Graham on the yeah. Sports Illustrated swimsuit magazine, like I couldn't wait to go and buy that bathing suit. And it, it really has had an incredible impact yeah, on so me over awesome. the past couple of years. And I know I'm not alone, obviously. So thank yeah. you to all of you out there doing it. And which is what brings us to kind of what's interesting about this conversation. It is the case for me that like, I am I am healthier. I feel healthier, better, clearer of mind, stronger of energy when I have less weight on me than I do right now. Mm -hmm. And that is like, you know, it has been the case other times. So for me growing up, dieting was always about how I looked. There was like never I never was connected to thinking about my health or that whole situation. It was it was totally like just aspirational to look like the models. That was the vibe. And when I say growing up, I'm like, basically, this is the current, you know? Yeah. And so in these past few years, as I've kind of shed this like shooting on myself that I, sh- I should be thin. Right. I've also like gained weight because mm-hmm. I've like stopped, you know, yeah. not having the pizza or doing whatever I want to be right. doing because yeah. I'm like, fuck it. This is me. I'm out here. I'm having fun. I'm having beers at the beach and it's awesome. And I'm in a bikini and like, it just feels good. And I can tell it feels good for everyone. So 
So I'm enjoying myself. I'm loving my body more. This is also coincides with the time since I've had kids. Having kids was a very empowering experience for me physically. I loved being pregnant. I loved the way my body looked pregnant. Um, I've always been sucking in my belly. So it was like just such a relief to not do that and to wear like tight dresses and go for it with the belly. Totally. So it's like I have my kids. I'm feeling, you know, so great about that. So grateful. There's all these beautiful women entering the space. I see that my body's not weird and that it's amazing. And I'm buying fun clothes and we're at the Mm, beach and it's all great. And my weight's creeping up. And then suddenly like my thyroid's tanking Mm. and I feel like shit and like my joints are hurting and I'm having headaches. And like, it's just a reality that I'm just not feeling as good. And so I'm faced with this opportunity, dilemma, question of, how do I diet myself and not hate hate myself? Like, right. how can I, how can I intentionally, like, okay, I want to change the shape of my body and not have that be from a place of like, f self hate. Right. Like, I don't like myself. Of totally. I would be better if I would look better. I'd feel better. I'd be better if I'd be better if I'd be a better mom. I'd be a better person. I'd be a better wife. Everything if. So, like, how do I love myself right now and? Like not reach for the pizza for Marissa tomorrow and Marissa 40 years from now. So that's like, that's the space I really kind of wanted to come into with 2020 where I was like, all right, I feel like I've really done a lot of work loving on myself. Now, how do I translate that into some like loving action discipline for myself such that I'm like really loving on myself, like really, 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 because really the pizza's not for me, not always loving on myself. Like that shit sometimes really is just like bringing in the inflammation and like right. making me feel down. Yeah. And there's moments for it, like certain for me, you yeah. know, not for, and. Well, if it's, if it's actually impacting your actual body unhealthily, it's not worth it. Exactly. You know? not, because that's actually a punishing thing. It's actually a punishing thing. Exactly. I'm not really, yeah. that's not like a, that's a short, like some weird in the moment. And again, I think it's a reaction to a younger me feeling like, I wasn't like allowed by society to have the pizza. I'm just using the pizza as an example. And I love pizza. It's a real one. So I use it from truth. But but that's such a good. It's it's, so it's like it's hard for me to not reach for it if I because I'm just so conditioned to like, no, fuck that. Right. Like I get to do I get to have what I want. I'm allowed to take up space. Yeah. Like I'm allowed to be plus size and still like eat ice cream and not feel ashamed about it. Like I'm allowed. Yeah. And that's all true. And, 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 and. (laughs) So, um, it's, this is, so this is where we find me today. So I've been really working on it and so much of it so far has been sort of about like really learning more about my body and like how it works. I'm really getting into for me, like um, I have like low blood sugar, so getting into like insulin resistance stuff and like how that all mechanism works and like really trying to understand. So I'm not just like, you know, depriving myself. I'm like really, I'm just like everything I put in my body is like to love on myself, like to nourish me. Um, so that's like kind of how I'm holding it right now. Like that's the threshold. Like this year, definitely there I'm, I've initiated a push to release physical weight from my body. And spiritual weight and emotional weight and all that. And that's a whole other episode. Yeah. And it goes together. Maybe we'll get to that. But um, for, for me, sometimes it does. So I'm putting it through this threshold of just everything I'm putting in my body. Like, is this like 
Is this a love? Is this like for the goddess? Yeah. Like, does, oh, is this like yes. does the goddess deserve that? Is this what <laughs> like is this meet the goddess's level? Now I'm not just like putting some like low vibe shit in my no. body. Hell no. no. And you're you're drinking your matcha from Erwan. I'm drinking my matcha. So you know, and that is a that's a real self care piece for me. It's um really looking at the ingredients of the stuff that I eat because I eat treats every day. I eat right. chocolate every day. Right. I eat, you know, I eat things that make me happy and finding the best versions of those that I like. Right. That I know that are pretty good for my body. Right. So, you know, I do spend money on those things. Yeah. And I do spend a lot of money on food, but it's it's worth it to me. Yeah. You know, and I, you know, trying to stay within the realm of what I want to really focus on this conversation. But I do think because I have disordered eating stuff in my past or relationship with food, even still now I'd like to demonize certain food groups. So it's really like, no, all food is like pretty neutral unless you have specific health stuff. Like I don't do gluten. The only dairy I do is raw milk. Um, I'm mostly plant-based, um, you know, those kinds of details. But I do think there is this phase that every woman goes through that you just spoke to of going through that phase of like, fuck it, because you, you have to rewire that programming and then come back to kind of finding that balance again. And you see that with people, you know, that are like are anorexic for years and then they start eating normally and they gain all this weight and they're just eating super like quote unquote normal food, but your body has to go through that phase to come back. Right. Right. To get back to like, yeah. Yeah. So it's like a mental thing and it's also a physical thing. So it seems like you're right. You know, you're right on schedule. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm just, I'm like, in it. Yeah. You're I'm in it. I'm super uncomfortable staying for it. I feel like over the years I've gotten mm-hmm. more comfortable being uncomfortable mm-hmm. and I feel kind of excited. And then also I've been taking really good care of myself. So I just sort That's of feel awesome. good. Even you on look this great. Monday, which is insane. Yeah. Ugh. I really like. Your skin looks awesome. Honestly, I feel, I feel pretty good. Like mm-hmm. I'm, you know, exactly. I've been hydrating a ton and just eating eating clean and having fun and and yeah I agree like the treats it's just again that's part of it it's like what works for your body like right. what's important for you you know right now everything is like so plant-based mm-hmm. a reality for me is I actually do so much better when I have meat yeah and like, a lot I'm of people are and a lot of people are yeah so it's like a funny because I've of course these past you know this past year so I've been going more plant-based yeah. as well and it's been great and we've definitely learned some new meals and new ways of using mm-hmm. different things in the house which have been cool and like this year when I've been kind of really diving back into it and again looking into like yeah. I got my blood work, you know, all super detailed done and all these different such things. such a great idea. Always. Exactly. Like, let's really pull the hood up in here. Like, what's going on? Yeah. What's activating? What's triggering for me? What's causing inflammation in me? What's causing my body to, you know, mm-hmm. to, and, and what will give it every all the fuel it needs? Totally. So, yeah, I'm like, so now I'm like way back on eating meat, which is like so and funny that's a whole and out other of thing. fashion right yeah. now, you know, and. Luckily, like everything else we can get here where we live, we can get really good, high quality meat. And I'm really grateful that there's people who are willing and able to raise the animals in that kind of way so that I can have access to farmers markets. Totally. We've got all the good stuff. You can have a relationship with who you buy your meat or chicken from. Totally. But yeah, like what's, you know, this question of like what makes sense for me, for my body. So not just like, oh, Mm -hmm. I see my, this, which is, this is the old me and even still the new me um, of like. Oh, I see my neighbor. She's then what does she do? She's plant-based. I should be plant-based too. Right. Because then I'll be then like my neighbor. 
which is right. also this whole joke because again, you and I come from sort of different parts of the spectrum and we both know like it literally does not matter how you look. Most people feel like shit about themselves. Yeah, totally. <laughs> or yeah. have at some point yeah. or will at some point. Yeah. So that's also something I've really been bringing in and reminding myself to of like the better I can feel about myself. Like I can also, yeah. I used to think that like the skinny girls felt something that they didn't feel right. it turns out and you're like oh shit your mind is even yeah, worse than mine no, is I mean, yeah really in real talk like some of my friends like who have you know the quote-unquote best bodies of people i know have been in the very darkest places yeah. you know it's like you know i'm a grown-up now we've seen like yeah. cycles of things and it does not like it's not a you have a good body you have a good no life equation that's no. that's not real it's it's totally yeah I think the relationship, you have a good relationship with your body, Mm -hmm. then you see results in your life. So again, it's like, what's that relationship? And acknowledging that we're always in different phases of our life continuum. Yeah. So, I mean, I do think that's a beautiful opening when we do become pregnant because a lot of us can appreciate our bodies in a new way. Yes. And it's so empowering. I mean, I am, it's, I'm a little bit better now with it after kids, but I was historically very prudish. I liked always liked to be covered up. I was always in the baggier stuff and the pants and all that, you know, and lots of different reasons I can explain about that. It doesn't matter for this conversation. But um, when I was pregnant, it was much more, I was like, I didn't really even wear maternity clothes. I was wearing my tight tank tops with my belly poking out and I loved it. And yeah. it just felt, I felt like such a goddess, just yeah. like, fuck yeah, I'm me rocking too. this baby growing yeah. up in here, you know? Totally. Just and through, got a human life inside me. Yeah. And then breastfeeding. And I remember after my first with Jemima and I was in Earth Cafe like two days later, which is ridiculous driving, um, you know, myself <laughs> That's so to funny. the doctor's That's office. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, right. um, and my mom was in the car. So I was like, I'll just run in and get my, you know, pumpkin pie because I was obsessed with Earth Cafe pumpkin pie. Yeah. Um, okay. I forgot about their just, pies. Oh, they're so good. They're so good. And I... I was just standing there. I was like, all of you like little cutesy girl, like West Hollywood girls. I was like, I just had a baby come out of my vagina. Like I, that just happened. I just did that. And I just wanted to shout it from the mountaintop. I felt so proud of myself. And I was like, oh, wow, this is a new kind of level of confidence. And I think it's such a beautiful thing if as mothers, we can really own that no matter what our bodies, no matter what weight we are, what it may feel like it's softer. Um, or roly or whatever, the fact that we've done this is so badass. Mm-hmm. And no one can take that away from you ever. So real. It's I, so real. I really experienced it that way as well. And I feel so grateful. And it's something that, you know, I'm, I'm so into it. I know you as well. Like every woman having the birth she wants to have, whatever yeah. that means. I've had friends who've had planned C-sections have been like so empowering and cool and perfect for them. Mm-hmm. Um. And for me, I wanted to have my kids at home and feel really grateful. You know, I was able to be supported and get that done. Yeah, with both of them. And um, but I do feel like sometimes women are robbed of this opportunity that kind of only comes in this. I mean, we get we get opportunities to step into our power all day, every day. So it's not it's not a once in a lifetime, but there is a special opening 
when you when you have a baby in that way. To, when a human comes out of you. Yeah. yeah it's, it's a like real it portal. Really, it's, it, you've got an opportunity to really yeah. reconcile and heal something with your body. And yeah. I feel like a lot of women are robbed of that with robbed. the like, I know. just the doctors telling them that they can't, you know, just the fear and you can't. Mm-hmm. Da, da, da. And I hear so many people talk about like that my doctor delivered my baby. And I always am like, no, actually you yeah. delivered your baby. It crushes don't my even, heart when people say that. Yeah. The doctor delivered my baby. So it's... um there, that part of it does make me uncomfortable. Like that part of me does want to talk to women and say like, Hey, literally a hundred percent. I know a lot of people who have their kids at home, like are seen as like real pushers of it. And I, I really am not. I definitely having done it, like do not think it's for everybody yeah. for sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, not cause everyone can't handle it just cause people are comfortable with different things. Yeah. Um, we have to be really up for it to even you have try to, to do it. it and you know you have to that has to sound like the most comfy yeah. option for yeah, you totally. you know i mean we have a mutual friend who had a home birth and a hospital birth and she was like i like the hospital birth better i just like being in hospitals it just makes me feel safe and comfy it's yeah. like yeah girl like yeah. exactly so do it but yeah. um there is this opportunity so i felt that way too after i had my daughter literally the one of the very first thoughts i that i had was like yeah, hell yeah, I fucking did it. I can't wait to tell everybody. Like a hundred percent that like hit for me where I was like, oh man. And then I was at home and so I just was in my room for a long time. But she was born early in that morning. And later that afternoon, my grandmother, who's since passed, but got to live to see her great grandkids mm-hmm. be born. Amazing. She came down from Santa Barbara and a driver had brought her this man who I'd met a couple times before, you know, someone who worked for her, but like this man, retired police officer. He's since passed as well. But anyway, so she comes, he delivers her to my house. She comes upstairs and I'm just wearing the diaper and completely naked (laughs) in my bed. Just the diaper, like holding my daughter, nursing her, just like a fucking goddess. Like, you're welcome, everybody. Like, my dad's been in the room. This is like way later in the day. We're talking 12, 16 hours, you know, and I'm just still full on naked. I love you. Like, whatever going on around me, I don't even care in the diaper. And my grandma walks in and just like immediately like recoils and is shocked. And then I see right away that the driver is with her. Kelly, the sweet (laughs) man, is with her, you know, because she like was being escorted. And she just this is so for her outside the paradigm of possibility. Right. So she walks in just like (laughs) and immediately like like kind of snaps at my mom. Like someone should get her a robe like as if I'm (laughs) left of a robe. Someone should get her a robe. Like what is going on? Why aren't you guys saying? And I was like, oh, no, no. No, I'm yeah. not doing that anymore, actually. Yeah. This is me now. So get excited about it. She turns to the driver and she was like, okay, you can wait downstairs. She kind of realizes this is like not it. Oh and my then, God, of course, was such so, a great image. Was so joyful and overwhelmed, you know, to then to see her yeah. first great grandchild and then well, kind of generation got used to it. But no, that generation, I mean. It had been completely quaffed makeup, the silk robe, the slippers. She just was yeah. horrified, like looking totally. around, seeing my husband, seeing me in the state. Like it was just, <laughs> she just was so desperate to get me a robe. Like, please, someone, like oh, as if you found someone so naked on the street. Like she just yeah. had that reaction. She couldn't believe. Totally. But I didn't put on clothes for days. And I had I had visitors, which I know is like some you know people have different comfort levels with. Yeah. I was really I loved having because I, I, I literally felt like people were like brought up to my room for like a visit with me and my child, and then I was but, like, okay, you're dismissed. Off yeah. you go. Leave flowers at the feet. Leave flowers Goodbye. at the feet. Thank you, and every person. And I don't know. I started to kind of like almost enjoy their reaction to coming in and just seeing me like naked like that. So, so well, you're just like flipping the script. You're like, this is what it looks like. And it was literally because I just I I was like, you guys don't even know what I did just you know nobody even knows i'm just out here and i'm just this is it so awesome this, this is, is such a great on. image of your so, grandma yeah, i love that totally exactly it's i've flawless. since put on clothes and uh 
you know, but it did set me on. It did. It was helpful. I think I, I really kind of equally attribute like birthing my kids and being and being supported to think about that, and engage with that in the way that I was that worked for me with just the shift in our society. And, you know, so and that's many, how it happens. That's for, how it happens. Yeah. You know, for you know, whatever your friends end up doing, the fact that they witness that and then that's in their brain. Yeah. Of what's possible. Right. And, you know, with my first, we transferred with second. I've shared on here my birth story, but with the home birth, um, which by no means was easy. I yeah. mean, I thought I was dying. Um, want it, want, I wanted to die. I mean, I 100%. literally was like, this is like, this is actually it. You <sighs> know, like it. to me it. that, that kind of surrender, cause I'm such a stubborn, I can do it myself. Like my, the pathology is so deep with me that, um, to surrender that great is like, okay, this is like, this is it. Um, and then the second after she's born, I was like, I feel great. This is incredible. You know, like it was such a huge, just the best thing I've ever done in my life. Yeah. It, it will be that. It was so healing. It like completely closed that circuit from the birth of Jemima, which I feel so blessed for and with. And I do think I have that where, of course, I support every woman in the birth that she wants. I just want women to also be educated to know what's possible for their body. Yes. And again, not shaming anyone. A lot of people do feel better in hospital. A lot of times that is the safer thing. We all have a different soul plan and our babies do as well. Yes. Um, but for me, I just want to share with women that that is a possibility because it is something that literally has changed my life more than anything else in my entire life. Yeah. Like no matter who I married, the education, my own family to have birth at home and had that sacred, that sacred rite of passage. Yeah. Nothing will ever top that. Yeah. I and it's our birthright, you know, we've been doing it for a really long time. So anyway, and I remember when I had her, I was like, Marissa fucking did this with her first because it is baller. I mean, it's, it's so nuts. And like, really I, I had all these, you know, big feelings for years about my first birth story and blah, blah, blah. And then after I had the home birth with Goldie Wolf, I was like, oh, yeah, no, I wasn't ready that first time. Mm. That was on me. Mm. I wasn't ready to face what that actually was. Right. Um. And a lot of first-time moms aren't, you know? It's yeah. real, real deep. Well, I mean, the second time, there's at least the inkling in your mind that you can do it because mm -hmm. you did it before. Even though it right. felt to me as impossible the second time, I didn't have the experience of the second time was like Easy much easier. Yeah, mm -hmm. <laughs> I didn't have that. I mean, I had it relatively as relatively reasonably manageable as it can be sort of both times. Um, but I mean, just total... No, 100%. It's, it's the first like time I wanted to die. <laughs> when the midwife came the first time, I said, I was like, I, like take me to the hospital. I'm 100% done. Like, I'm not doing it. Mm. But it had, it had gone on. We had labored for a long time before calling them. Again, first time, just didn't really know. And it had gone on too far. And she was born pretty soon after. So wow. they just had to be like, yeah. Yeah, we're not going anywhere. First of all, we have a plan. And we already talked about you're not changing the plan while you're in labor. And so <laughs> we change the plan if you're in labor, if you need to, but you're mm -hmm. all done. Wow. With what you've, we've already talked, we've already taken in your wishes. Your wishes are already noted. Wow. She was like, also, your baby's about to be born. So we're not going anywhere at all, actually. <laughs> That's going to be that. Um, but yeah, it is a, uh, I agree. Having women know what's possible. And, you know, sometimes I think of it like, it's okay if you don't want to yeah. do that, but I do want you to know that you can. Yeah. And I hear a lot, I bet you get this feedback too, when people find out that I have my kids at home for whatever reason, 
one of the most common things I hear people say is I couldn't do that. And I'm like, maybe emotionally or for whatever reasons, the whole thing. And I'm like, physically, do want you to know that you could. And actually you did probably. Yeah. Like people who, you know, if you delivered your baby knocked out from the waist down in the hospital, like you're a fucking warrior. That's insane what you did physically. Totally. Seriously. Cause like, that's not how that's meant to go. Yeah. You're not meant to deliver on your back. You're certainly not meant to deliver when you're numbed out. You need to be able to move for the baby twist. So what you did physically. Yeah. Bananas. Yeah. And Again, the fact that you weren't able that you that the the piece of connecting to the power of it wasn't connected for a lot of women that bumps me out about that. I'm like, because you did do it actually, you like a hundred. And it can take some time to heal that connection, but it can be done. It can be done. It can be done to 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 reacclimate and C-section too. I mean, totally. There's and again, not to make anyone feel less than at all. This is not that at all. Um, birth is birth and birth is like, you are a warrior. If you oh. birth your kid, however it happens, you're a fucking warrior. Like, C-section recovery period. from a C-section? Yeah. Like that's, that's as yeah. fucked up as any, I mean, yeah. people, people do. I know. Yeah, you're going to get it one way or the, yeah, anyway. Exactly. There's no getting exactly. around it. Yeah. And people who go through adoption have mm-hmm. to deal with that whole like insane trial and tribulation and that, been, you know, the pain yeah. and the uncertainty and the whatever. I mean, no, there's and no getting around that if you're getting a kid. It's all really intense. It's just knowing yourself and your bandwidth and educating yourself. And the more you can do this before you're even pregnant, the better. Yeah. You know, totally. You can even call your conceive your kid and bring it in in a, yeah, like from a grounded kind of totally. that sort of intentional place. Um, it does, you know, I, I hear it is interesting. I mean, I bet you're familiar with a lot of women who have kids. There is sort of this like pre and post mom bod mm-hmm. situation. Mm-hmm. So, you know, while you and I had this experience of the birth feeling very empowering, again, most women, I find that's not the experience. So in addition to your body just being different after you carry babies in your body because of that, there's like, then you also had this really like disempowering moment. And so then it's like this wah, wah, wah. And yeah, I feel like that all kind of then contributes. Yeah, exactly. To people feeling, you know, like just sort of this, it's almost like because I had this empowering experience, I was able to like then sort of be even heavier, but feel the best I ever have. Right. You know, just because that kicked it and it's taken a few years now, almost then like to come down from the high off that to like, okay, cool. Like love myself and like, mm-hmm. let's stay healthy for a long time. Let's feel the best we can every day. Let's wake up feeling good and not like shit. Totally. And yeah. I think that speaks to the, you know, we're in different seasons of our lives. And yeah. so, you know, it's really nice not to be obsessed with dieting the first couple of years of your kid's life. Yeah. I mean, to be eating so you can breastfeed, so you have the energy to get up. And, you know, I mean, I found this with myself and a lot with my clients where you actually can lose weight really quickly because you're not eating because you're not paying attention to your needs. And that's why I'm also about the food postpartum Yeah, to have stuff. Um, Because literally with Jemima, I lost all my weight in like two weeks, which that could make a lot of people feel like, oh, I wish I'd had that, but I was fucked up, you know, like, right. And I wasn't trying to lose the weight. Right. It was like, I, w- I wasn't sleeping. I was so adrenalized. I was literally living on hot chocolate and pumpkin pie. Yeah. That's all I would eat. Right. And like, that is not healthy. Right. But like from the outside, people are like, oh, she has it all together. And I was like, no. If you're thin. Yeah. It is crazy how yeah. people just, and myself, like I see someone who's thin, any mom who's thin, I'm like, you've got your act together. Mm-hmm. Like I still, it still flags that way yeah. for me, even though I know yeah. this inner reality of it. It's just so amazing how I much the social credit. I'm almost kind of curious, <laughs> turning the tables here, but I'm almost kind of yeah. curious, like <laughs> as a thinner person, because 
I almost feel like, is there less space like for you to be like, actually, I feel like shit when people are like, oh, no, you look amazing now. Look at you. You look great. Like, I don't know. Is there a pre- mm. like if you're thin, you're not because everyone thinks not that people look at me and are like, oh, oh you're a hot think- mess. But <laughs> but you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm wondering if you don't get permission, if it's like there's a That's projection of piece. like you're of it's perfect. Yeah. And I think it feeds the that shape cycle. Of your body. Yeah. Because I mean, for sure, those. You know, it's like you remember those times when people shamed you or called you fat or whatever, which yeah. I still have too. Right. And then, but those times I have when you people say you're thin and I'm not unique in this where those are often the times I was the sickest right. in my disordered thoughts or the way I was eating or mm. whatever, where you're in you're like, oh, but I'm getting such positive reinforcement. Everyone's like, you look amazing. Yeah. And for me, it was never about like being a certain weight or being a certain size, but um. It was more like we were talking about earlier. It was almost kind of like um, instead of using drugs or alcohol, I was using other things that I could control. Mm-hmm. And so when you get positive feedback, it kind of makes you feel like, oh, it's okay. I'm like, I'm, I'm normal. Like it's, it's, um, it's socially accepted. Right. Right. You're not like falling down drunk in front of people at like family holidays. Right. You know, so it's, it's an interesting, it's kind of like you have this like double life because right. you can really hide it. Right. Yeah. Because it is so. Yeah. Because I mean, I always, you know, and again, my weight has, you know, gone. So I have some experience like, you know, mm-hmm. moving within my sort of window where I've existed. And the feedback when I weight's coming down is always positive. Yeah. And, you know, it's not that I get negative feedback when the weight's coming up, but I feel the difference in the right. way in like the yeah. way people respond to me. Okay. I mean, it's really major. So. That's interesting. I it can imagine It was more when I was that. younger. I can really relate that. Yeah, again, exactly. Like no one really said, I don't, yeah. I don't feel like people say anything like that to me anymore. Yeah. I don't know. I it's agree. like as I adults. Agree. Yeah. I feel like especially um, the company we keep, the whatnot. Yeah. Part of the world. It's yeah, like not it's even, not as, uh, like big. I would not even oh, know younger. if you were up or down weight at all. Like it would right. never even register on me. Totally. You know what I mean? Totally. It's like, no. I don't even know what you're talking about. Totally. I'm, by the way, it's so you good you called that out because I'm a hundred percent speaking. This is like teenage Marissa, like live. Right. Right. Hi. No, because it's where some of this, so much of this trauma lives. So all of this with people said and people say just yeah. like for clarity i'm talking specifically about middle school and it's yeah. still with me i'm yeah. doing great <laughs> no but those are the things it, puberty it teenage years yeah. those are when those things really hit home yeah. and you remember and it's it's like i'm still so it's where it's like okay let's update like from now you know because yeah. the teenage you know now it's like this Grown, you know, twenty-year-old Marissa is like telling teenage Marissa, like, "Fuck them! Don't worry about them. Actually, they're all miserable too. Like, don't yeah. you know? Like, let's just let's let's forget that. Right. Don't worry about your weight. Like, literally, just don't worry about yeah. it. Don't think about it. Yeah, and focus on health. But focus on health. But yeah, again, for me, if I there's like, I if I go too far on that route of like, don't think about it, then my health gets negatively impacted. Totally. Because I'm I'm never not thinking about it. It's like this is my body. So it's also it. How I do I see myself as like I'm not just my weight. Like yeah. this is my whole body, like the yeah. my organs, my sinews, my nervous system. Like this is my body. Like if we're whatever comes in our world, like my body's all I have to it's depend vehicle. on. This is my vehicle. Yeah. So how do I like just not see this as like which genes am I? It's very in? very tricky. It's tricky. It's very tricky, and it's so triggering for me. And I don't know if you know if any of the listeners out there if you connect with this, but it is triggering for me when I go to like, okay, I want to lose weight. I need to lose weight. It just, it it triggers that. And oh, so yeah. just, to, it's this constant thing for me this year of like staying in the love and like 
stain with the green tea in the morning instead of coffee and milk because mm. it just like sets my whole day up for a vibrant experience mm. that's so much better and so yeah it's not because i'm so it's, it's just like, really tricky there's it's really i'm tricky. not meaning to ever minimize and look it's really i tricky i feel different things about my body all day long every day you know um I vacillate weight wise. I don't. I don't own a scale. I don't. I haven't weighed myself in probably fifteen years, yeah. and that works for me. That doesn't work for a lot of people, right? So, um, even though I was pregnant, never wanted to know my weight. Yeah. Never knew my weight. Right. You know. Right. I gain. You know. I'm, it doesn't even matter. I gained probably the same with both, which was like twenty five <laughs> pounds, which is not a lot. But like, I was not concerned about a pound number the entire time, right? Because I ate for what what I wanted to and what felt good, right? That worked for me. That right. is a, that's a whole other journey for other people. Well, that's, you know, the scale is an interesting one because I, I, it's this like, I, I, I always want to throw my scale out, of course. And mm -hmm. it's like, historically, that then is correlated with a time when then I'm like allowing my weight to build right. past where I want it, past right. where it's reactionary. It is not like, this is my choice in this moment. It's like a reactionary weight to this old trauma and this yeah. old thing. So I'm kind of like the scales of one that like right now I have a scale. It's like not on and it's yeah. just kind of sitting there and I'm like thinking about it. Like, what could our relationship be like? I feel like for me, it could maybe be useful to have some periodic check in totally. that I honor regardless of whatever. Yeah. Just to stay tuned in. But then I'm like, maybe there's other ways I can tune in because the scale is just such a fucking, it just takes know, me back. To, it's such a but trigger. But you could do, you know, once a month, not around your moon time or something. Totally. You know? Yeah. Like some, exactly. Some, Where it's some just way. Kind of, it's, yeah. For so, me, I just know it'll be triggering. So yeah. I just, I can't even. Right. But it is so I interesting. I feel about it so far too. Because for me, it just, yeah, it just triggers this. Yeah. I'm down on myself when I see it, totally. no matter what. That never, I've never once in my life looked at the scale and been like right. pleased at that number. Right. It's always a bummer number. It doesn't matter. It's so, so dumb. Crazy. Exactly. So crazy. It's so crazy. So yeah, how could I? So I, I don't know. It's the question I'm asking. I don't know if jury's out on me and the scale. Maybe the I scale gets real. I love that I you're asking know. all those questions though. Like yeah, how can you have a good relationship with it, it? It's a real, again, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm coming, coming to you live from a, a good place right, right yeah. now today. And it's a journey. Yeah. It's a journey. And yeah. this is really what I'm looking to. And again, just like big ups with so much gratitude for the body positive models, these bigger models out here. Ashley Graham, who just had her baby at home. Mm -hmm. So into it. So into it. Uh, she's a big one. And there's lots more. It's uh, it's really interesting. There's another, there's somebody else on the grandma model, Cece Olisi, um, who's a really, really big woman. She talks about this too, because she recently lost a lot of weight and her community kind of like turned on her because oh, there's a lot of people who are like oh no but you yeah. were like this huge this inspo person um so i've been seeing her i feel like this is but these uh, are this all is important in general it's an important conversation of like yes how do we have the self-love like and when yeah. people say oh well it is healthier to be at this you know this yeah. size versus that size that's not untrue and it's also every woman's own journey you know right or totally. wrong it's hers totally and um Yes. And not taking what your weight is as who you are. I mean, it's so crazy. It's, it's literally crazy. It's literally crazy. <laughs> our, our society's obsession. Um, it, but you, and it, you, it you is, hit it. I mean, that's not. It's, it is. It's, it's crazy. It's and literally it's been such a big part throughout time. Of it's not yeah. just now. It's throughout time, um, you know, with through every tradition of 
you know, force feeding women to be bigger, mm-hmm. starving them to be smaller, binding feet to be smaller. I mean, you know, there yeah. are many traditions throughout time. Totally. And so I think the important really thing here is where can you be healthy? Where can you feel good in your body? Yes. And own it. And and like bringing things into your body just to strengthen it, yeah. activate your powers. Yeah. Like we have so you can like inc- move on and just like do stuff totally and live our lives. Like and live our lives. I go through this thing because I'm working with some different health issues, and I've it makes me crazy when I just don't even know what to eat. You know, like yeah. being in that space. Yeah. And I I I got my human design reading a couple of weeks ago, which I'm really fascinated about. But one of the things that came up is just you're the scientist in this lifetime. You're always trying things out on yourself, and it. Mm. it it gave me some peace because part of me is like, why am I obsessed with like finding the right food or the right combination or the right thing to heal? And it's also, that's just my journey this lifetime. I'm really fascinated with science and diet and food and I always have been. And yeah. so to me, it, it doesn't have to be a punishing thing either, um, but it's a slippery slope, right? You know, and um it's so funny this conversation. So, we just keep I know, going around, it but it's like, around. I mean, I, I feel like it's really valuable because I mean, honestly, I hadn't, this feels like a fairly, again, now, especially maybe because I'm in this space, I'm a little tuned into a few other people talking about this, but I feel like this has been an area in the body positivity thing that we haven't totally. Yeah, to have the health because we want to live in, of, of long, to have the health Because yeah. every health account is like a fitness model situation. Totally. So like, Ugh, yeah. I'm so annoyed by the bikini Where's, pics yeah. on Instagram. Like <laughs> right. even amazing spiritual wellness people. I'm like. Really? Do we need more bikini pics? Right. I mean, and I, on one hand, it's great to celebrate. But on the other hand, I just feel like, can't we celebrate our bodies just by not doing bikini selfies? I just sort of feel like a bikini pic makes sense if you're at the beach mm. and you're posting totally. a pic yes. from the beach. Yes. <laughs> I'm kind of there with yeah, it. Like, totally. It makes sense if you're at the pool, mm-hmm. you're in Vegas and you're taking like a woo, it's like girl's day and we're like <laughs> jumping in and you're in a bikini. So yeah. it's like, makes sense because you're wearing right. a bikini. But when but you're just in your condo, the like <laughs> the staged photo situation. Yeah, exactly. The condo. And yeah, exactly. So How do like, I celebrate ew. myself? But it does feel there's something. And again, I don't, can't even put my finger on it. We're like here with all these questions on. But yeah, there are no yeah, answers here. These are just no questions. Answers. This is just a yeah. free form of questions. <laughs> but yeah, same. I have that same reaction. And when someone posts like the after photo yeah. where I'm like, no, I mean, it is so awesome. You have a goal for your body and your health and your strength and you achieve that goal. Like, why shouldn't we celebrate it? But there's something about that before and after bikini, yeah, like bathroom selfie world of thing that does feel like, again, we're, it does feel like the focus is singularly that, that it's good to be thinner yeah. or to be moving down. Because mm-hmm. again, even where I am with my weight, it's like nobody would expect me to be a thin person, but I still get great feedback when I'm moving downwards. Right. So it's like that is valued, but moving up in weight, like never valued. Yeah, it's like you're being valued for the effort because you're really trying. Or or just being like the same. Mm -hmm. Like this is just the way my body always is. Like (laughs) spring, summer, fall, this is just me. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, that actually would be great. Like, I mean, I think to be like that in some way for your body is probably like a really healthy situation. Yeah, you're you're at a healthy weight. Just to be in a healthy weight, just a healthy kind of homeostatic situation. Yeah. So there's something, yeah, there's a, there's a lot to piece through here. And the other thing that we, we talked about a little bit last time when we did your interview off the record, mm. but was how this looks for our children. Cause we both mm. have daughters. I have yeah. two daughters. You have one daughter yeah. and you have a son. Yeah. And I have a son. So that's important too. his body image. Yeah. Um, and I do think it's so tricky. I mean, I, 
I think about it every single day of my life, mm-hmm. you know, because I still. You mean your, your body or the. Oh, yeah. The well, kids. my body. Yeah. And their bodies. Right. Me and too. Same, same. Um, every day. What am I, what am I saying? What are other people saying? Totally. Um, the amount of time, the amount of psychic space that me thinking about the size yeah. and shape of my body has yeah. taken up in Ugh. the course of my Ugh. life. I know. Like so many hours I know. I've spent. I want those hours such back. Such a disproportionate amount of time I have spent fixated on this. And every person literally, I can almost say this, it's never just the weight, whether you're been underweight or overweight, it's never the weight or both. Yeah. Most of us have been both too, to- right? Totally, totally. So it's... um. There's a lot of other things that need fixing along with that or help to yeah. heal. Yes. Um, so it's not even just, a, it's not about the weight. Like weight is an indicator of other things. Right. Which brings but us to But when you that. have children, yeah. it's so interesting because it's honoring, first of all, like I remember even like if I look through my photo albums, my body went through all different phases and all different phases of development, you know? And um, so just knowing that, like, your body's going to change throughout your life. Yeah. Like, right. that seems pretty simple just right. to know, right? <laughs> right. Um, and to honor that in our kids and not be so freaked out. Oh, she's underweight now. What yeah. do I need to do? Right. Or now she's a little overweight. What do I need yeah. to do? It's like, it's just her body. Right. It's just, she's going through some things. She's like actively growing. Yeah. And it's like going and, on. Yeah. And I think, you know, the feedback, the pro or con, like just how all that lands. And then I think... You know, wouldn't it be great if no one ever commented on your children's physical appearance ever? But then, mm-hmm. like, that's so unrealistic. I don't ever see that actually happening. It's crazy how much people talk I about know. their kid, other people's kids. I know. I notice it so much, you it's, know, with my daughter. I know. It is funny right. even having a daughter and a son because I think about it so much with my daughter and ask me how often I think about this for my son. Never. Which is, a, which is a real disservice to him, too. Yeah. Even when you said it just now, where you were like, and it's important for him, too, I was like, oh, right. It's so funny how, you know, I don't know, yeah, maybe because I'm a woman yeah. or the way women are in society. Well, you don't want her to feel anything that you position, felt, right? I don't want her to feel anything yeah. that her felt. I want to protect her. Yeah. And it's like, you know, as a bigger girl, and my husband's huge, and our daughter's a big, strong girl, too, um, you know, that is seen, that registers to me as a deficit to her, as mm-hmm. like a something that's a struggle that she's going to have to like overcome in the way that I did. And so, and it doesn't, and my son's big too, but that's not the same for a guy to be, and I'm just speaking in the broadest, most insane strokes here, but I'm going with it, you know, for a guy to be bigger is not a problem in the same way, you know, with our son, it's going to, it's like, everyone's just so stoked about how big he is and how great he's going to be at all these things. And yeah, it's gonna be a great it's gonna football be great player. It's gonna be taller than, all, yeah. than everybody else. I mean, just to be yeah. the tallest one as a guy is the best thing. So it's so interesting with our two kids, even to like see how young and our daughter total. I mean, they they totally know. You know, the kids pick up on it, and um, I feel like our world has shifted even from when we were young. And oh god, so Social much. Media. Yeah. Oh, there, I mean, in in so many ways, yeah. I feel like in some ways there's more space, like for you know my daughter specifically to exist and then who knows exactly with social media and the internet, you know, what kind of fresh all awaits her in middle school. Middle school sucks for everybody. Ugh, this is the, this the is a piece I'm going to try to really keep myself grounded with because even as I'm saying this right now, I'm catching myself where I have this idea that being bigger is a deficit, is a problem. So I just like went down that whole road as if that's real. Yeah. And something that I, I just really want to stay present to and continue to remind myself for so that should Pearl, what's my daughter's name, have this question I can address to her is just this reminder that like literally everyone is suffering all your thin friends are suffering too 
like let us not over fixate on this piece you know our bone structure that is out of you know what i mean yeah. like just in terms of our bigness there's like a piece of it there that's yeah. not shiftable yeah let us like just see that as, and you know let us not go down that road and and be compassionate and empathetic to the fact that everybody is dealing with hardships it's such a hard time it's such a hard time that middle school time i really um, i feel triggered by it already too. just because it was so upsetting you know it was hard for me i just feel triggered by even thinking about the fact i'm gonna have to relive it <laughs> How am I going to get my shit together? So I don't know. We're really bringing it in. I really try to think about smiling when I'm looking at the mirror. It is so healthy for me. I love the, I feel like with our daughters, with my daughter, I certainly use it as like, I'm trying not to project my shit on her of yeah. like, okay, whatever. I was this way, but she can be different. And instead I'm just like, live my life, model it the way I would want her to feel about herself. Mm-hmm. So like, okay really loving on myself the first few years like of her life has been all about this and now i'm like okay loving on myself and like really investing in my health and well-being like in a big way like as if i were just and cooking and farmer's market i mean there's so many great exercising and meditating and journaling like this stuff is valuable it's a hundred percent needs to be scheduled in yeah this isn't like an optional this isn't something that like we can do i can do when i have time yeah. Stolen moments. Like, that's just not it. Like, I need big chunks of time allocated for this this year or the whole year. It's like yeah. a part time job. It's like yeah, one of my jobs this year. And, it's and, a, and I'm really it's holding a it down. It's a lot of time. It's a lot of to time. To cook, just to cook for your family homemade food, farmer's market, clean the veggies, clean the fruit. I mean, we don't actually acknowledge how much work that is. Yeah. I mean, last night I actually went to an event in the afternoon, like early evening. So I prepped dinner and, um, and, my kids love going to the farmer's market with me, thank God. But I was like, okay, we got to prep these green beans really quickly. And Jemima was like, Kimming and Holly. I'm like, no, this is dinner. Like, this is what we do. Like, yeah. this is the way everyone used to eat. Is right. You got vegetables <laughs> from your garden and you had to tend to them to cook, you know? And then she gets so into it. But yeah. it's something that I really want to be a part of her education. Yeah. And to the point where I'm like really, really, really opening up to the idea of homeschooling mm-hmm. because I want cooking and canning and all of these kind of lost arts to yeah. really be a part of our lives. And not that you have to homeschool to do that, but it's also like time. It takes, how could it you, takes time. How can you do canning with your kids if you don't homeschool them? I mean, really, it's like, it takes time. It takes time. It takes time. It does take time. And, and it's, I think it's all part of exactly the story that like, it just, I think giving it time also shows that like it's worthy of time. Right. This is a big deal. Like, no, yeah. I'm, this I need an hour and a half to prepare our final meal of the day. Like this is a big deal. Yeah, and I think there's no right or wrong. There's you no know? right or wrong. I just for me the way I'm showing up and wanting to show up right now, it's shifted into that. Um, historically, dinner time is like when I want to die. I'm like done for the day. I'm exhausted. <laughs> the last thing I want to do is feed people, and I'm really reframing that. Yeah, and it's like okay, I need to start dinner at four. Yeah. Or it needs to be prepped and ready to go totally. you know, from the night before. Or totally. Or but, li- yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's a reframe and it does take a lot of time, but mm. I don't even know how I got off on this tangent. Oh, just, just that food and nutrition are a big part and, yeah. and not to be neurotic, but to really, I think it's so important to see the chain of events. So it's not just like, oh, you need to be thin. Mm. Uh, doesn't really matter how you get there. Cause like, clearly that doesn't work. Yeah. You know? We've, we've all lived through that. We've all lived through so that. So it's like, we've how all... can you be healthy? How can you nourish your body? How can you learn to listen to your body? Right. And Jemima, I mean, she's a very petite, thin, small, fairy child. Mm-hmm. Um, she'll probably change in a lot of ways. And 
that also could be her body. The whole, it doesn't matter. The the whole point is like she um, from the get go, it's never been about not letting her have this. So she doesn't gain weight. It's nutrition. It's yeah. for her health. And now right. we'll even go to birthday parties and she'll say, I don't want the cake because it's too rich. It hurts my stomach. You know, right. she's she's tuned in enough. She's almost nine. She's yeah. She really knows what works for her body or not. Yeah. And like, and I've also made a deal with her if they're at school and there's junk that someone has that she wants, or even if she's at a party and there's junk that part of her wants because she knows it's a treat, but then she also knows it's not great for her body. I've made a pact with her that she can tell me and then I'll get her like an appropriate treat for her body later. Right. So she doesn't feel like she's has to eat something yeah. that she knows doesn't work for her. Right. Like I saw ice cream there and I want right. it. And so you're able to like get the yeah, good like, stuff. Yeah. Like, okay, well, we'll get non-dairy yeah, later. We'll go to Kippy's and it'll yeah. be super fun, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's a, um, I definitely feel like giving, you know, the kids empowering language and like that you're yeah. in control of this and checking in. I also, you know, with my kids, when the cake comes out at the birthday party, always do it like just check in with your body and I'm like amazed how well so good. they're able to go there yeah. and often it's like oh yeah I don't want that or often it's like yeah I want half of that yeah and it's like okay my body's all done and it's uh they, yeah. that's how they talk about it and it's really it's so great it's cool so and it is a, it's such a great also but then also with the parenting there's always this like reminder for me of like I'm telling them to check in with their body mm-hmm. like hello Marissa also check in with your body yeah like don't just you know so I'm like yeah. really in this like I again I feel inspired by the fact by the my kids of like all right let me look at this in myself and I want the best for them so I can't there's no way I could actualize that or support that without bringing in the best for me this is the only way through totally so it kind of feels like a fun yeah. I don't have to. It's a new adventure. Yeah. Like I can just, I can really focus on me and that's going to be, that's going to have the best ripple out for my whole family. Mm-hmm. And already, um, you know, my husband and I have like dieted together before and I talked to him coming into this year where I was like, you know, babe, I'm going to be like really shifting it up and you're definitely going to sort of see that and feel that and experience that. And um, I'm really thinking about it. This, we just touched on something we said before, but it's I'm not depriving myself of anything. The question I'm asking myself is what does my body need and want right now? Like what is nourishing amazingness for me? And so, you know, I said to him, I was like, you know, one of the ways that I hope you're going to experience the shift is like our dinners are just going to be like a lot better and they're going to yeah. be done. I'm not doing this shit to myself where I don't think about dinner all day and then come home at six, like yeah. hit by a truck and everyone's hungry. And then we're boom, we're into the mac and cheese. And it's yeah. like totally was the best I could do that day. So like, okay, forgiveness to self. Right. But also like priorities shift too. Priorities. Yeah. Exactly. I'm shifting this priority. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's like, yeah, making these, you know, meals. I I see that it's having this good effect on the whole family and that, you know, as as the woman, as the mother, as the matriarch in our household, I do feel um grateful honored and a sense of responsibility to kind of hold a piece about our physical wellness totally so our food our nutrition how we think about that how we interact with that is such a huge piece of that Mm -hmm. and really kind of healing that for myself healing that rub in myself that like it's either deprivation or going the other way with it not caring and not reading the ingredients and not whatever um that's like where I really want to move into for my family, for myself, everybody. I love that. Yeah. It's beautiful. 2020. 2020. 2020, man. Mm-hmm. Lots of changes happening. Lots of changes. This, this year really is all about our dharma and how we're showing up. Mm, and tell me. 
Well, it's just the new cycle of really, I mean, this isn't just, this is from like all the top people that I read. Yeah, I'm curious. It's truly about showing up. Like Mm. we can kind of whine about it and not want to be in this predicament. You know, it's it's everything that's happening around us. A lot of it's not good, right? So like I would choose for it not to be this way. (laughs) can go back to the beginning of the podcast if you want to hear our list. Yeah. (laughs) Just a few today. Refer to the opening list. Refer to the opening list. But um. It is, and we're here. Yeah, and it's because there've been many generations that put other priorities ahead of the health of Mother Earth, the health of our plants, our you know oceans, or blah 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 blah. Um, and we're here, and we're living in it, and so there's a way where it actually is triggering our creativity, you know, to change things up and to get really clear about what our focus and like what our dharma is, and you know that can be. Diet is a huge part. Um, cleaning your home, getting rid of stuff, the good purge of like toys, clothes that no longer serve you. There's so many people in the city, let alone this country, let alone right across our border that need our stuff. Yeah. That need stuff, like literally don't have stuff. Right. And um, I mean, I feel very blessed. Anna, our nanny, who's incredible, who we've talked about on here um, last time. And, you know, she's amazing. And she goes down usually once a month to this orphanage in Mexico. And so all our clothes, like even that are still good and fit, but if like Goldie's really like refuses to wear them, I don't need to have them in my, in my drawers, yeah, you know? get it out. So it's for kids, you know, you can always find places where there's need um, or toys. If like a birthday happens, new toys come in, we have a deal. Toys have to go out. It's this flow. Yeah. It's not just like hoarding shit. I think it's really interesting. Um that you brought that in. It's such a piece, you know, we had sort of touched on obviously physical weight, emotional weight, spiritual weight, psychic weight, you know, it all, it all, for me, it for sure is interrelated. Yeah. And, you know, as I said, these past two years have been this big celebration of myself, this big like party mm-hmm. and really loving into myself. <laughs> and by the way, I've been like, since I've had kids, I growing up again, I, I was always heavier. So I wasn't wearing bikinis like when I was a teenager. It's not like I had some before, body, you, know, like, right. you know, so all that stuff has come now. Like I love now it. I'm I in love the power it. of that. Um, but I will say like a little bit into that, I did start shifting with the getting stuff out of my house and I hadn't even really connected it, but I sort of, I definitely took stock towards the end of last year because as we were getting ready for the new year where I was like, oh, time to clean out the house again. And I was kind of like, well, it's actually like not that bad. Like we've really shifted. We've done a That's good awesome. job here. We've been working at it for a long time. Yeah. And so it's interesting to think that, it's a good you know, too, if there's someone out there, if you are looking to like release physical weight, like. For me, it was definitely a good start with the psychic weight and the mm-hmm. stuff and like just start shedding stuff, celebrate myself, love myself, get rid of stuff, get rid of stuff. And yeah, I had to sort of be ready. I had to be at this exact moment. It's so interesting yeah. to hear you say that, that about journey. the year because I really feel that energy. And yeah, I feel like this is all just like this is what's right now. I've, it's like last year was perfect. The, all these years have been yeah, perfect. It adds up. I mean, it adds it's up. all part of our journey. It's all part of the journey. And at this moment in the journey, this is the this is the move. This is yeah. the shift. And it feels really easy. And that's when that's you know you're too. in flow. That's when I know I'm in flow. Yeah. And that's when I know I'm not. For me, this is a signal also right now that like I'm not on some diet where I'm like secretly hating on myself. Totally. It really feels yeah. easy. I'm not even like. That's so awesome I'm not depriving hear. myself. If I if, literally, if there was something I want, I would totally have it. It's just I'm like just yeah. thinking about it in a different way and purchasing and planning and prioritizing in a different way. So it just doesn't make sense to bring the, something the other into my body don't have that's that power. Flow. Yeah, you know, pizza doesn't have this like power totally. over your psyche, totally. which is like dumb. It's like 
well, dough with some cheese on it. It's like, so dumb. It's not even like, I mean, it's one thing you're at like some wood oven pizza in the forest right, with right. some like hot guy who's like killed the lamb that made the meatballs for it. I don't know. You know, like mm-hmm. I can totally see myself getting down at the pizza totally. in that specific scenario or something like it. But, um, but exactly like, you know, I mean, first of all, my body's just, that's a, well, we can, the nutrition, there's so many rabbit holes here, but it's like, for me, when my body, you know, this has been part of the learning of my body is I literally get like addicted. Mm. Like I get in a yeah. blood sugar addiction right. situation where I have the stuff that's fast sugar and then it makes me feel good. And then I feel like shit because I eat pizza. So then I like don't eat for a long time. And then my yeah. blood sugar crashes. And then the only thing I can just grab whatever's there. Then I can just, that's the only, and my body wants something fast. It doesn't want something that's going to take it a long time to break down. No. So it's like, no, don't do that. Just have a piece of toast with jam. Just yeah. grab that. You don't need a whole. That's like my body's telling me that. Yeah. So, yeah. And then again, pizza. So there's that level that pizza affects me. And then there is like this place that pizza holds in our culture. And it's fun. It's celebratory. It's fun. Yeah, it's and celebratory. It, you, like it doesn't need to be like, demonized either. It it's yeah, literally it's just like, like dough with pizza. It's literally just dough with pizza. It's just like not that big a deal. Like, does it make sense for you to eat it right now? Does it not? Like, what's the deal? And so. My Ayurveda practitioner, funny. Julie, who's been on here, she says something to the effect of, the food, you know, there's that saying, um, you are what you eat, but she says you are what you digest. So like the foods that you eat, like, do you poop them out? Well, you know, like right. what works for your body? Right. Like, cause like, you know, babies, yeah, like you eat and you go to the bathroom. Yeah. It's like, we, we've become this very complicated system based on like our food and our food additives and all that stuff. So like, yeah. that's another thing to tune into. Right. Like what makes you blow? What makes you yeah. gassy? What makes you constipated for days? Like it's, that's not normal. Exactly. You know? So that's um, not normal. Again, for me, I brought in the inflammation. Like yeah. a lot I have. Uh, most of us have inflammation. Most now. of us have inflammation. Yeah. And it's like, it's just, it's wild what a shift I experienced in myself, just like a few days yeah. of like giving my body different food and like anti-inflammatory stuff versus inflammatory totally. stuff. Totally. You're like, oh, wow. Like literally yeah. just switching coffee for green tea, like so simple, so easy. But like instead of starting the morning with like what for me I haven't was done poison, it yet. I ha- <laughs> for me, and listen, it served me for a, love that a long time. Yeah, no, for me, it was like not, you know, it was not yeah. working. And, and then the green, it's like you know, three days of that. And I'm like, oh, like, you know, I feel a lot better. <laughs> like that What kind of so tea hard. do you do? You do matcha or you do green? I do green. Well, yeah. I mean, ma- yeah, matcha is like a version. So yeah. yeah, usually I wake up in the morning and I have like jas- a jasmine green tea loose leaf so thing going on right me. now. I just love coffee in the morning. I know. You know, I went, I had co- like in high school, it was like when Starbucks first came out and yeah. it was like Frappuccino time. <laughs> and, then, and then I didn't drink coffee for like a decade because mm. I oh, tend wow. to be anxious mm. and I found that removing I went abroad and because I grew up so like not caring for myself at all had like none of the real world skills we're talking about we would love our children to have (laughs) I went abroad where there was no Starbucks and like literally I just like stopped drinking coffee because I didn't like I just I just couldn't even wrap my mind around how to like you know get it get it integrated um so I just gave it up without really giving it a thought and then I just noticed I felt a lot better and so I didn't drink it for like a decade and then after I had my second kid and I went to back to work when he was about a year, you know, working at a cool tech company and everybody had coffee. And I just was like, oh, I feel like having coffee. And I felt like for years while I was there, that it really served me. It was mm-hmm. so fun in the morning to go and greet everybody all together and get my coffee. And I really looked forward to it. But then I left that last summer 
And I kept the coffee and I just sort of checked in and I was like, this actually isn't serving anymore. Amazing. Well, so it's, it's just that easy flow. to quit it. That's amazing. Exactly. I, I think for me, I mean, I know that coffee <sighs> is a really cool medicine too. So again, this is just like. What works for your body. This I know. works for your body. I, I, I always feel of, this pressure that I need to be making myself stop, but I just feel like it's a season in my life. I'm not fun to be around when I quit coffee. Like yeah. it's real. Like don't talk to me before I, I have coffee in the morning. It's, it's serious. I don't think I really, I mean, I really do feel it. Different foods. It doesn't have, yeah. I mean, the meat one's such a great example. It's like, there's, I, I know that I have so many people who feel so much better when they're not eating meat. I know that's real. Yeah. And I'm not one of them. And it's yeah. like, that has to be okay too. So yeah, what works for your body? Acknowledging that we have different, and at different times. Yeah. Even over the course of the month, like my totally my eating We're needs. So I know I different. really notice with my body, yeah, the ebb and flow with the moon and my moon it's and everything. Important to support that, not yeah. that. In honor of getting rid of stuff, I'm really proud of myself. I'm going to get rid of two jean pair of jeans I don't like. Yeah, and one a pair is like that that pair, you know, <laughs> like your skinny, skinny, skinny jeans that for some reason I just feel like. I need to be able to fit into right. and they just really don't fit, you know, <laughs> like it's just time to pass on. But there, there's just this, I've had them for like nine years. Yeah. And it's, I don't ever wear them, but like, I'll just check in. I guess it's kind of like a scale. I'll mm -hmm. just like check in to like see how I'm doing. And I'm like, yeah. this literally, there's literally no reason I'm giving a pair of jeans this power. I don't even really like them that much. Right. They're probably like not even in. Like, yeah. They're not, the, they're not even of like the time. Lines, they're not right. even comfortable even when I was that skinny they weren't really even that comfortable right and so I'm going to give them away yeah and it feels like this monumental thing <laughs> I, I can, you know I I, I can imagine but I just made this decision this week I was like fucking giving them away it yeah. feels really good yeah it's I, weird the, like the little things we get hung up on it's such a big thing and, and the jeans is such a big deal you know my I've had twofold of of releasing the old jeans mm -hmm. and then also like going ahead and honoring myself and buying myself clothes that fit right now right, that you like that I like. Mm -hmm. So even though right now I have this, you know, mentality, this mindset for this year and I know and I am actively releasing weight over the course of this year, this has already happened. Like I'm still like I the jeans I'm wearing right now, like I just bought last week, I bought them in my current size. Like I want to wear them. Yeah, dude. And like. And you look awesome. And exactly. You look so feel great today. about them. Exactly. And I love it. So there's a um yeah. you know, yeah, it's like don't wait on your weight about it. Okay. Yeah, like let's the clothes in our closet again, just back to the stuff and this whole thing. This should be like you open your closet and everything in here makes fits you, makes yeah. you feel amazing. Maybe you don't wear it every day. Obviously, you've got your formal gown that you wear right. every three years right. or whatever, but it's like <laughs> These items in here should be like a yes yeah, and a reflection like. of mm -hmm. I love me. I'm mm -hmm. getting dressed. I am functional. I'm in the world of doing things mm -hmm. and not, yeah, like these secret daggers that we keep in our closet for ourselves. I think, you know, you brought in a story. I think most of us yeah. can relate to. I certainly yeah. have. I've released the jeans, but like there's definitely like some dresses and stuff. And now I play that game with myself where I'm like, oh, well, I'm saving them for Pearl. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Like, well, some, I, I mean, some yeah, things are I like am. that. Yeah. yeah, yeah I have a couple of things I've saved for which Jemima. I am. Yeah, yeah totally. exactly. Exactly. But listen, I won't deny that when I see them, I know that I don't mm -hmm. fit in them and it has some effect on me. There's a little me. thing. Yeah. There's a little thing. It's like they are in there. They are hanging in there. I do see them. I do know I don't fit in them. And that's like yeah. just present every time I go into my closet. So something to think about. Yeah. Those dresses. Yeah. And all that stuff. And where do we put that shit in our closet? Why are we doing that? I know. Get yourself something that fits you right now that feels amazing. And to, pay, to spend money on it, because that's, I mean, that's a whole other podcast interview, but 
like historically, I don't like to spend a lot of money on clothes. I mean, part of me just feels like it's insane. Totally. What women in Los Angeles spend on their bags and clothes. Like just it like disgusts $300 me. $300 t-shirts. Like, yeah. No like shame. it's so I get real. It, but yeah, totally. It's like it's really cute real. mom style. And I know for a fact that's a $1,500 outfit, you know? Anyway, yeah. judgment aside, <laughs> anyway, they can do them. Judgment aside, yeah. jealousy aside, because I also would love those incredible velour I know. situations. I mean, some things I really do want. Some things I'm like, damn it. I would I look put together too I if know. I was wearing that. Uh, yeah, and you would. I'm out here in my fucking And that's the other thing I want to speak to. I want to speak to this. Old sneakers looking like a hot mess. <laughs> the $1,000 dresses that are tailored so well, they make you look really good. And that's why the stars look so fucking look good all like the time. even the sweatpants. I know. They get their sweatpants no, tailored and they have, I, I mean, it's, it's... It's a true thing that no one talks about. So I'm just going to, we're going to talk about it right now. If you have tailored clothes and also that kind of level of clothes, it makes you look really put together and good. So just know, like, don't judge yourself because you're not... You're not spending that on your clothes. Totally. You know? Totally. Um, yeah, exactly. Don't do yourself because you're like not spending that on mirrors. your clothes. Exactly. It's smoke and mirrors. And just back to what we said before, like that person's hurting too. Exactly. <laughs> By the way, that person's in their own exactly. category of people exactly. that they don't feel like they measure up to exactly. or keeping up with. And, you know, they have a yacht, but not a helicopter to get to it. And totally. it's like embarrassing yeah. for them. You know, so I mean, mm-hmm. I'm just saying, I don't, I really, that sounded kind of. No, but we, we all have it. different. It's, just like, it's really real. We all have different things we're judging ourselves and our lives. And, totally. You know, we all have many money stories and we many, all have money stories, stories and body stories. Yeah. And basically, everyone's just focused. So, literally, nobody's looking at you at school pickup, actually. No. We're all just looking at ourselves. We're, we're looking at ourselves and re- clocking ourselves just in relation to others. Yeah. But we're not like. I know. It's so interesting. Thinking, we don't leave thinking about other people. We think about ourselves the whole time. So. It's we just need to support freedom. each other on whatever journeys we're on we and just, just check our other. triggering too. I mean, that's the thing. Sometimes I'll triggering. get real judgmental and like, oh, wait, what is, what is getting triggered to me that I care about check what our, jeans they're wearing or the yeah. boots they could afford that I want, you right, know? Right, right. It's totally. just crazy. Right, exactly. Or if I, yeah. But I did go triggered. to the sample sale. I was going to say, I went to the sample sale of this designer I love a couple of weeks ago, which I hate shopping usually, but a friend sent me this thing. So I went. And it felt so good about this gorgeous sweater that I love that normally would be like 500 bucks. I got for 150 and it was awesome. And I was like, I'm psyched now to yeah. have a, this thing I really love. So, you know, it goes both ways. It goes both. Well, no, I think, again, for me, I love clothes. I don't relate at all. I love clothes. Mm-hmm. I love shopping, which I will say. For <laughs> like, I don't relate to you at all. I don't all. relate at all to that. No. <laughs> no, and I will say, like, particularly for someone like myself, who's always been heavier, like shopping's been hard for me. So actually, I love shopping so much. I've like pushed through like some really traumatic shopping incidents oh, that like you would think would have put me off. But um, I do like it. And, you know, I've I've learned how to navigate stores and what kinds of stuff mm. to try. You know, I can try on in different places and things like that. And that's changed a lot now i mean now that's awesome my, now my ability to go in and shop places is like dramatically increasing there's the internet and shop you know what i yeah. mean so i've got all kinds of access to fashion and i'm here for it <laughs> i'm excited about it um but i do feel like it's part of how i celebrate myself right now more than i ever have i have you know historically bought clothes to like make you know a big thing of yeah how does this make me look does this make me like look fat does this make me look thin and this Mm -hmm. is like the you know how i'm weighing it and then for a long time i just sort of felt like i couldn't like i definitely you know i sort of grew up also in the grunge era so there's been like a little bit of also rebellion yeah where i've like had my grunge periods yeah but even that i totally was doing a fashion thing it just was like a i look like trash fashion thing 
It's a look. It's a look. And I'm, I'm, I was, it was a thing at the time. Damn the man. You know, yeah. we were, we were just trying to find our way into fuck the patriarchy. The we loved the 90s. We were the 90s. so angry. Mm. We were so mad. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I do, I really, I celebrate myself now. And again, if, if you're out there and like the clothes in your closet don't fit you, like get, you can find sustainable brands. You can yeah. go to Goodwill and get yourself like, you know, some good stuff if you don't want to, you know, fast fashion things that you're yeah. not going to use. And it's a long. whole thing. It's a whole thing. Exactly. So I'm not encouraging it, but I do want everyone to have clothes in their closet that make them feel really totally. good. It makes a huge difference. And even do a friend swap. That's a really friend nice swap. way. You know, relook at things you have. Maybe there's some different way, you know, some dress that maybe yeah. was a dress once is a tunic. Now I've got a few. Yeah. <laughs> like it's awesome. Yeah. Wearing over jeans and I look awesome. So there's different ways to think about it, but that's a big like self-love for me. That's been a like a important step toward the self-love my closet has to be this place i go where i'm like yes to today this is going to be amazing mm. look at all these options they're all going to make me look and feel good which one should i wear it's really important that's really important so everyone's got you guys such I a closet that. up in that way i think that's a good way to wrap, we'll wrap is there anything up. else you feel like you need to share i want mm. to share so great to be here as always so much love to you and all of us everywhere yeah, we're all in it together. We're, we're all, in, all it in this together. journey. Pre-baby, post-babies, no babies. Totally. And, you know, it's so interesting to even, again, this body talk is so vast and kind of everything, really, when you think about it. Because it is our vehicle. And if you do give life, it's a conduit. So it's just, it's a big part of our lives. But, you know, I think, at least for me, I always feel like 16. And so I'm probably going to feel that way even when I'm 80, you know, and I want to feel good in my body when I'm 80 and 90 and for my grandkids, my great grandkids, if I have them mm. and just to celebrate our bodies, no matter what they look like from the outside. And I think also by changing our wording, by looking at our habits and our patterns, and especially if you have children being really conscious about what you say in front of them, and it's not always pretty and you can apologize and be like, whoa can't believe mommy just said that. That's some like old thinking that I don't, you know, you can always course correct it. Yes, absolutely. And, and then kids see that too. And, um, totally. so yes, we're, we're changing it. it, you know, all these things we're changing it. I want to change it from my mom's generation. I want to change it for my grandmother's and my great grandmother's generation. You know, I mean, I remember seeing all of them diet, mm. you know, Oh, I and mean, the dexedrine and all this stuff, you know, totally. and so we've come along, we've come in, a long the, way. in the generations. You yeah. know, my mom took a huge leap from her mom and yeah. gave me a huge push to take a huge leap even from where. Totally. So it's all part was, of this so chain right? yeah. of events exactly. and people and lineage. So we just got to keep on and encourage our sisters and just be like, you fucking look awesome. Rock you that, awesome. you know? And yeah. And yes. And let's just like love on ourselves in all yeah. the ways and give ourselves everything we deserve, yeah. which is, includes the beautiful, the food, the exercise, the fresh air, yeah. ecstatic sex if you want to have it or yeah. whatever. Just to like feel your body embodied. needs to have. Yes. Your mm -hmm. body is so sacred. Yeah. It's such a cheesy, the whole my body is a temple thing, but truly it is. It truly is. It truly you is. Gotta, you got to be conscious of what you put in your mouth, put in any orifice of your body. Yeah. You know? your eyes, what you watch, what you listen to. I mean, we're at that time where we have to be so conscious of our nervous system health so that we can change this world and not numb out and not be so exhausted that we can't do anything. Yeah. I'm into that. 
Sending love out to all of you. Marissa, love you always. Thank you so much for sharing your your deep thoughts and your journey with us. Thank you for making the space in this world for us to gather. Love you. Love you. Jay Ma. Yeah.